0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get to Mark Drumheller on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Mark comes to us as the co-host of In the Action from noon to 4 Eastern on Saturday on the BetQL network and also a betting analyst for yahoo sports so mark let's start with some college hoops because i haven't had time to really look at the slate so i'm glad you're on here all right let's start with a good one illinois and texas texas laying i believe two and a half this line has dropped drastically i believe it opened at four and a half or four uh so what's the play here or what is the angle
1: yeah, and this one's going to be – this is probably my favorite game of the entire night when you look at it. And Texas a team so strong this season, and it really starts with their backcourt with Carr and Hunter. You know, those guys really disruptive defensively, and that's going to be the key is whether they can get turnovers, disrupt Illinois' offense. While Illinois, a much different team than last year, likes to live on the perimeter, shoot from the outside. So are they going to be able to get that going against this tough Texas defense? And I think that's going to be the key. Texas is going to want to get out and run here – Texas is a team 1-5 to the under, and I think both these teams and how strong they are defensively are why we see this line coming down. I don't think it's much of people are out there trying to fade Texas. They just expect this to be a really close battle. Um, me, when I'm looking at it from my perspective, you know, is it better? I'm just going to hold off, and I want to see where this market settles. We've seen line movement going towards Texas. Uh, you know, Illinois here, the underdog early in the day. And, you know, I'm going to wait, give it some time and see what the best number I'm going to get with Texas because I do think they are the stronger team here. I do think they win the game. But if I can get them at like, if this gets down to like one, one and a half, um, I think they're definitely uh, worth a shot. I think they can get out and transition against this Illinois team. and, And, you know, they're proven that they're one of the toughest teams in the nation. So I think they get it done here.
2: Mark, you mentioned Texas and how big of, just out of nowhere, they've really come to some people, especially after that big win against Gonzaga at home. Down the road, do you see Texas, especially once they get into conference play with Kansas and Kansas State and some of these other teams, do you see some opportunities to kind of fade them on the line, even if they they, they might still be pretty dominant, but do you see some chances where you could see some lines in the future on Texas where you would fade them just because they play close games?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be some situational spots when you, when you play the type of game that they play. There's going to be some opportunity there, um, especially with you know the grind of the conference schedule. Um, you know when we get into that part of the season. Um, but you know the one thing that I, I think is really important when you look at it is that you know they are tested, and, and when they played Creighton, like their win against Creighton, they made Creighton's guards miserable. Like they they really were able to disrupt them, and Creighton wasn't able to get going. Um, so I, I think that they're. They're legit. I mean, they're going to be there, um, you know, all season. They're not going anywhere. And and I think that they're going to be one of the teams to look out for. But, you know, once they get into the, the conference play, there's definitely going to be spots to fade them for sure.
0: All right, let's go to number 22, Maryland and Wisconsin. Wisconsin laying a point and a half here as I think we've seen some line movement here. But it's also interesting to me when you see a ranked team that is not the favorite in a game against an unranked team. Sometimes that sets like a little alarm off in my head. So what's the deal here? Why is Wisconsin favored?
1: Yeah, so the, the lights start flashing when you see that, right? Because Maryland's a team that I think has pretty much overperformed. You look at them 7-1 against the number this year, um, 12th in offensive efficiency on Ken Palm. And, you know, it's they've done a really good job Um, you know with their athleticism like I said getting out and running and are they going to be able to do that against this Wisconsin team that really wants to slow things down right they want to play in half court they want to slow things down And, and the real question is is going to be you know can Maryland deal with Wisconsin's pick and roll can Wisconsin shoot well enough to you know really come out of here with the win and you know there's I think a lot of people are expecting some defensive regression, um, you know, from Maryland teams just aren't hitting shots against Maryland. And it's not necessarily because they're playing strong defense. Um, So I think a lot of people expect Wisconsin in this spot, um, you know, to get things going from the outside, uh, you know, and, and, you know, really be live to get the upset here. Me personally, I think I'm looking more towards um, the over in this matchup. I think this number is really low on the total. And I think that, you know, Maryland has a a pretty big advantage offensively. So even though in a game, you know, Wisconsin is going to try and slow it down, I think there's still going to be opportunities for them to get out and run and kind of pick up the pace. Um, But I would probably lean Wisconsin and the over at this point, which seems like a little bit of a contrast, but I just think the total is a little bit too low here.
0: Right, and you're always playing the number. That's the the bottom line. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Mark Drumheller, a betting analyst for Yahoo Sports, and you can catch him right here on the BetQL Network, co-host of In the Action from noon to 4 Eastern each and every Saturday. So let's stay in college hoops and going to the Jimmy V Classic, which I, I believe that Illinois-Texas game is in New York City as well. We've got a big one between New York, uh, Iowa excuse me, and Duke, the Blue Devils, laying two and a half, another short spread, who do we like?
1: Yeah, this one, I, I think this is another situation like we talked about with Texas to where, like, I want to see where this line settles. I think if I can get a better number with Duke, you know, get it under a basket, you know, I definitely pounce on that. Um, Iowa... You know, I think a lot of offense, right? You look at Chris Murray, uh, he had 31 and 20, I think, against Georgia Tech, just a complete monster. Um, And Duke's going to have trouble dealing with him, but I think where Duke has the advantage here is if they can use their length in the front court, um, I think that they're going to be able to, you know, really beat up Iowa down below and kind of take control of the game in the later half during, you know, those key possessions towards the end of the game. So could be a live betting opportunity here if Iowa jumps out straight, uh, you know, early and gets out to a big lead i would definitely look at backing duke or if i could get duke you know a little bit you know like i said at two or under the two points um pre-game you know i would probably definitely bet duke there as well um i just think duke you know a little undervalued here they're still figuring things out a little bit but of course iowa you know coming off that big game with chris murray uh you know i think a lot of betters are backing them in this spot, but um, I like Duke. I think that to play here. If you can't get it under the tube, maybe wait live, kind of see how things start off. Um, you know, if Iowa gets hot, it's definitely a chance to pounce on the blue devils.
2: All right. Talking to Mark Drumheller, co-host of in the action here on bet QL's the daily tip uh, Mark. So we hear it in your voice. your Philly guy. Let's turn to the NFL. I know that's your team. Can you talk me off of a ledge that the Eagles are primed to be upset by the Cowboys in a third matchup in the playoffs. I'll, t- I'll tell you, the Cowboys
1: looked really good against the Colts, right? But I, I think we've seen this from Dallas year in and year out. And that that's the, the issue I have with, with taking them is, you know, when, when you look at the way these two teams match up, Philadelphia, you know, so strong on offense, so many diverse weapons, I think is going to be able to move the ball against a team like Dallas. And, you know, Dallas is one of those teams that I think against inferior teams can really, you know, run it up like we saw against the Colts, but would they be able to step up against a team like Philadelphia? that's going to be able to get a strong pass rush against Dak Prescott Um you know, I, I think that's that's really the key is. The Eagles' defense, I think, being able to generate pressure on the Cowboys uh, really shows how they match up if these two teams were to meet um, in the NFC, which very well could be. I mean, the NFC, um, outside of Philadelphia, you know, really wide open. now with the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers, um, obviously the Vikings, you know, up there in the mix. But they're a team that, you know, a lot of people think are very overvalued in the market. Um, you know, their point differential, I think, is like, one of the you know lowest in, in the last you know in recent history at least for a team with that type of record so not a lot of people buying the vikings have to kind of jump off the 49ers at this point so it very well could be come down to the eagles and dallas in the NFC, in, in the nfc which you know would make a lot of people happy in philadelphia i think because they you know they love that rivalry <laughs>
0: I think that's the bottom line it's just there's not that many great teams in the NFC so I think that it's a very small pool to choose from let's stick with the Eagles because uh this week they are laying seven uh, against the Giants so the Giants getting seven at home in a divisional matchup uh it seems like a lot of points no
1: yeah it really is a lot of points but you know it's I, I thought it was a lot of points last week against Tennessee. Vrabel's a guy who, you know, consistently goes into those spots and wins as an underdog. And, you know, he got ran out of the stadium, you know, the Eagles offense really firing on all cylinders. And I think that, uh, oh yeah, sorry about that. Chelsea. I didn't, but the, uh, but Wait, yeah. No. the. Um... <laughs> the Titans, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. But the, uh, but yeah. So in against the giants, it's, You know, again, defensively, I think the Giants are going to have a hard time matching up with the Eagles. And that's why you see the market push this to the key number of seven, because anything under seven, I think, you know, the Eagles would be a buy here. But it is a spot that could be a letdown. So it's, you know, at this point with the Eagles, you keep wondering week in and week out, you know, when's the letdown going to come? You know, are they going to be able to outperform this number? Um, But I think this is a solid matchup against the Eagles. It's a no bet for me, but. I don't know if I could take the Giants at the seven here, you know, with the Eagles coming off the win that they just came off of. Um, It seems like it could be a letdown spot, but the offense clicking on all cylinders, Jalen Hurts really trying to make a push here for the MVP candidacy. So um, I think you have to take that all into consideration. It's a no bet for me as much. as I love my Eagles. I can't lay seven here, but definitely not going to look at the Giants
2: all right mike we're quick on time here uh you mentioned jalen hurts and when i've been here on the show i've said look jalen hurts may be the dark horse in the mvp because in the afc it was all about either josh allen or patrick mahomes winning it even to it getting some love and really jalen hurts the only one from the nfc could you see a situation where jalen hurts is co-mvp i think probably first time since McNair and peyton manning yeah.
1: Yeah, we might. I mean, it very well could be. I think what works in Jalen Hurts' favor here is kind of what Chelsea alluded to is that there's not much going on in the NFC. So the Eagles are able to really separate themselves from the entire conference where you're seeing the AFC kind of cannibalize themselves in a way, right? You know, the Bengals are taking out the Chiefs, Chiefs, you know, with the Bills, and, and all these teams are kind of beating each other up because that's where the majority of the elite teams are in the NFL. And that's just making the Eagles kind of separate themselves from everybody. So if the Eagles end up with, you know, the best record in the NFL because some of these AFC teams are knocking each other out, I think that speaks volumes. I think Hertz could win um, the MVP. But if not, I definitely think there is opportunity this year, you know, with a guy like Mahomes where he could share the award.
0: Yeah, I just, I think it's going to be tough to pry it out of Mahomes' hands just because his numbers jump mm-hmm. off the page. But we shall see. The Eagles are definitely the team to be in the NFC. Uh, great stuff from Mark Drumheller today, an analyst for Yahoo Sports and also co-host of In the Action right here on Becky Network. Mark, great stuff. Thanks for joining us.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me.